Alrighty folks, welcome into another brand new edition of the 901 Soccer Podcast. Uh, unfortunately, we are not coming to you from the Favor Firm studio. We're actually coming to you from my car on uh, I-40 eastbound headed towards Nashville, driving up for the uh, USA-Canada World Cup qualifier. Uh, I'm going to be giving you uh, the lowdown on how all of that goes, uh, possibly on the way back, but it's going to be late and I'll be tired and cranky, so probably not on the way back. I might wait till tomorrow to do that. Um, but decided that uh, despite not being able to go to the Memphis 901FC game against Birmingham Legion last night that uh, the events that transpired were just so utterly bonkers that I couldn't very well not drop something uh, to discuss it, but then you run into the problem of, well, by the time the game got done, I, I didn't really feel, I was again, tired and cranky, didn't feel like uh, recording anything late. Uh, Saturday night, but then I hit upon the idea, well, I'm going to have three hours in the car uh, on the way up to Nashville on Sunday, so you might as well do it then. So that's what that's uh, that's what, what I'm doing. Uh, so I do apologize if you hear road noise, uh, bumps in the road, uh, people honking, whatever. Uh, you know, that's, that's we're just going to we have to deal with that. Um, but just because we're not in the Favor Firm studio does not mean we are not coming, you know, sponsored by the Favor Firm. If you are uh, thinking about having to possibly go down the route of filing a bankruptcy case, and if you're in West Tennessee or North Mississippi, the folks at Favor Firm can certainly help you out. Give them a call at 662-536-1116 and see what they can do for you today. Well, not today today, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and as always, uh, you know, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Lawrence Docker, your host. You can find me on Twitter at LDoc93. You can find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod, and search us on Facebook as well. It's 901 Soccer. We'll pop right up. So, Memphis 901FC, um, it's been kind of a depressing little stretch of late, you know, uh, you know, had a, had a five or six game unbeaten streak, and then you turn that into a five or six game winless streak, uh, you know, there were a couple games at home, a couple 1-1 draws, and then a very, uh, ugly, dispiriting 1-0 loss at home the other night, and a game that you probably should have won when you had a man advantage for 60 to 70 minutes of the game. And then Saturday, it looked like it was going to be more of the same. Uh, the crowd certainly reflected that. I don't have the number in front of me, again, because I'm driving, but I believe John Varlis tweeted it out. Uh, somewhere 3,000 and change, which, with the Memphis Tiger football team having a home game at the Liberty Bowl, was not entirely unexpected. Um, but even that crowd was left a little bit to be desired. Uh, that one was only about 30,000 and change uh, to play Nichols State, I believe it was. But... It started out, you know, 9-1-1-C goes down 1-0, then they equalize 1-1. And then you go down 2-1, and you're like, oh, here we go again. Same shit, different day. And then, and this has actually taken soccer Twitter by storm, two goals in stoppage time to win the game. Um, that's very refreshing for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, to get the three points. I mean, we're, we're, we're at a point now, we still, I think uh, Ben Pierman the other night said we still have probably about 60% of the season left. Um, that is one thing. It feels like there haven't been a lot of home games thus far, and then you look at the schedule, and because the Redbirds were playing this, this year when they weren't playing last year, the AutoZone Park schedule is front-loaded with the Redbirds and then back-loaded with 901 FC. Uh, you know, once you get into late September and early October when the Triple A baseball season is over, you're obviously going to have a lot more opportunity for 901 FC home games. So, you got points, you got opportunities to pick up a lot of points at home. And to get three points 
on Saturday night in the manner that it did is just fantastic. Throw in the fact that it's against a rival in Birmingham who I think it's safe to say we're all fairly sick of them at this point. Um, I know that was something the last time we played Birmingham, Ben Pierman post-game said, uh, yeah, we're Birmingham, Birmingham we're, both us and Birmingham are, are we're sick of each other at this point. And yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, especially when you had the schedule last year where you had to play them five or six times because of the way the, the league got broken down into little mini divisions, which I wasn't a fan of, but, you know, with, you know, with the COVID and you're trying to ease up on travel, you know, you, you did what you had to do to get a season in, and last season sucked, so we might have been better without one. I say that slightly tongue-in-cheek, but um, I'm driving down a road. I got to focus on a road, and it, I'm a little bit scatterbrained right now, but anyway, nice to get the three points, and then in the manner against the rival, and then two goals in stoppage time, and for, for three years now, the story has been 901SC giving up goals in stoppage time, what be it at the end of the first half or at the end of the game, and so it's always a very nice change of pace when we're the ones getting them in stoppage time, and then to get two of them in stoppage time to get a win, fantastic. Additionally, again, I said it before, but the, the fact that it's against a rival, um, there's this, you know, there's always a discussion in sports, would you rather when you lose, would you rather have your brains kicked in and have it be over after five minutes, or would you rather be in it until the very end and then you have, have your heart ripped out of your body while it's still beating? Um, I don't... I hate losing. I hate getting my brains beat in, but the last second, soul leaves your body, heart still beating, ripped out of your chest, that is like at the bottom. That is, that is my least favorite. I hate that more than anything else. So the flip side of that is when I'm when we're, when it's my team, be it football, basketball, hockey, you know, soccer, whatever. If it's somebody that I don't like, I want what is most miserable for me to be inflicted upon the teams that I don't like. So to rip Birmingham's heart out of their chest while it was still beating with two stoppage time goals is just fantastic, and I loved it. And that makes me happy because, and this is where, you know, we're going to go from lighthearted to a little bit serious here for a moment. Um, the Birmingham fans that made their appearance and presence in Memphis known were just, um, I don't want to go super hyperbolic, um, as tends to happen in the social media age, but that was despicable and utterly shameful and awful, ugly, disgusting, rude display by the Birmingham fans that made the trip to Memphis on Saturday. Uh, that, you know, there's a difference between banter and just being ugly, and that line was crossed. And it wasn't one of those situations where you're like, ooh, man, did they cross the line? You know, maybe, maybe not, it's up for debate. But if it's got to be up for debate, maybe you shouldn't have been that close to the line in the first place. No, this was not that. This was over the line, jumped in, dove head first, and came back up smiling and laughing about it. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I actually, again, I'm kicking myself. I didn't go to the game. It's only the second game this season that I've missed. Uh, hopefully it's the last. And of course it's like the most bonkers one ever. But I had a listener reach out via Twitter and tell me, hey, uh, Niall Logue seems to have gotten into it with the traveling Birmingham fans, not really sure what that's about, 
Uh, and I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. Uh, so come Sunday morning, Niall O posts a Twitter thread, and the Birmingham fans, uh, rather than just doing normal banter, which is, you know, when, you know, you're on the road or you're at home or whatever, and there's a player over there in front of you taking, you know, you're going to boom, you're going to tell them they suck, this, that, and the other. That's fine. That's all part of the game. That shithousery, that's banter, that's whatever. You, that's fine. But when you do what the Birmingham fans did and start um, taunting a player for the death of their mother, saying stuff, I'm not going to repeat. If you if you want to know a little bit more uh, about the nitty gritty and the ugly dirty details, uh, you'll just you'll want to go to the posts on Twitter that Niall Logue put up. Um, but when you start getting into players' families, especially when one of them is deceased, that's way out of bounds. That's that's totally totally unacceptable. Um, I don't know what would make you think that you could say something like that, um, and I don't know what kind of actions, if any, get taken. And I don't, you know, I don't know that any action really should be taken. I mean, I guess if they're some sort of way, shape, or form, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, what they did was just—it's way out of way out of bounds. I don't know. I mean, if they're ju they're just random fans, I guess you could ban them from AutoZone Park. Um, but I don't. I mean, I guess any action that would have to be taken would have to be taken by the Legion, and I don't know if they're necessarily going to be inclined to do that. But any, regardless of that, any action that does or doesn't get taken doesn't take back what they said. It doesn't really make anything better. You just hope that it doesn't happen again in the future. And in addition to that, and I'm, what I'm guessing is now that we know what they said is because when the listener reached out, he didn't really know what was going on. Come to find out after that, uh, he reached out and said, hey, uh, apparently Craig Unger went over there to try and talk some sense into them, I guess, and they got into it with Craig Unger, and that's surprising, and again, you, if you're a Birmingham fan, if you, you got to take a look at yourself and go, we got the player pissed off at us, and now we got the owner of 901 FC pissed off at us, and whatever you think of Craig Unger and the job that he's doing as the 901 FC owner, um, he's always been polite and a nice guy. He's not a dick, I don't think, at least not in my experience in dealing with him. Uh, so... You've got a player having issues with you, and you've got a nice guy that's the owner that's having issues with you, and then you show up, and all of a sudden, Memphis police are starting to have issues with you, is what was relayed to me. Um, you know, maybe you might be in the wrong there, Birmingham fans. Um, you may want to take a look at yourself and go, you know, maybe we shouldn't have done that. So, all of that in mind, it was extra, extra satisfying to rip their hearts right out of their chests and show them to their face. With perhaps, That's probably going to be the goal of the year in the USL from Raul Gonzalez. Um, just the... There's debate now whether that's a flying scissor kick or whether that was a bicycle kick. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It was awesome. ESPN FC, Bleacher Report Football, Fox Soccer, like all of the national... Uh, soccer outlets are like, holy shit, did you see this crazy-ass goal in Memphis to win the game last night? It's pretty awesome. Um, that's 
really maybe only the I believe that was the number was uh, I, I believe that might have been the number one play on Sports Center last night, which is saying something considering that you had a full day's worth of uh, highlights in college football, which um, you know is. I hate, you know, I don't think I'm uh, breaking any news here. College football is a much larger larger deal at uh, the worldwide leader in sports than USL soccer is. So for Rogue, Memphis 901 FC to end up as the number one play of the night on Sports Center Top 10 is that's that's quite an accomplishment. That says something about the quality of the goal. You had the Puerto Rico national team tweeting about it. Uh, great night, great night. Uh, Especially nice to get that L all buttered up for Birmingham so we can slide it right down their throat, uh, choke on it, do whatever, I don't care. Hold this L, enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. And, you know, that's the sort of event with, you know, you overcome adversity with the uh, dickheadedness of the Birmingham fans. You overcome the adversity of being down two to one to fight back and get a draw, but you're not done, and you get the you get a crazy goal, Sports Center top ten get you all three points, and that could be that could be one of those moments where you look back on it a month from now and go, that was the turning point of the season, that was the watershed moment, that was the moment where everybody's collective psyche lined up and said, there's no reason we can't make a push for the playoffs, because there's as, as uh, rough as the last couple of games have been, you're still not out of the playoff race. You got a lot of games left. You got games in hand. Three points against a rival. Very nice. You got to wonder, is this going to be a, a watershed turning point moment for the season? And I hope that it is. Uh, because it would be one hell of a coaching job for Ben Pierman to get this group that was assembled uh, hodgepodge and last minute to get this group into the playoffs, and that would be that would display some serious coaching chops, and it would give the fan base uh, something to believe in, some belief heading into next season. And I know that's a very NBA mentality where you're only half, not even halfway through one season, and you're already talking about next season. Uh, that's also Tennessee football, but. You know, the attendance has been lagging, and this the the fans need kind of something to latch on to. And I think a moment like this can give some 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 people something to hold on to, and it can give the team that little extra oomph to kind of get a playoff run going. You know, I mean, tell me tell me if you guys think I'm crazy, uh, but I think that could be. That could be a moment where we look back at the end of September, first week of October, and go, that's when everything fell into place. But that's about all I got for you. Uh, just uh, I apologize for not being there last night, but I, I, I love college football, and it's probably going to be the last Saturday that I don't have anything to do between now and definitely Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas. So I was going to enjoy my Saturday off. And, uh, and of course, the two games that I've missed this year were two of the craziest games of the year. You had this uh, Sporting KC 2 game, I believe it was, and that was the day that I had my housewarming party. Uh, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. And that one finished 3-2 to two with a bunch of goals and a stoppage time winner, unfortunately, for the other team. And then this one had a bunch of crazy goals. Goal of the year in the USL, and I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, it could be the Puskas Award winner. Did I say that right? Am I thinking of the right award? I don't know. 
Uh, man, for somebody that knows a lot, I sure say I don't know a lot. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, um, I hope to be back for the majority of the home games remaining. Uh, don't know what the referee schedule is going to look like. That, that gets to me uh, not too terribly far in advance. Uh, I might see some of y'all at the 901 FC game. Uh, excuse me, at the U.S. Men's National Team game. I saw, I believe it was Alex Hall put up on Twitter that the American Outlaws Memphis chapter are going to be in Lot T at Nissan Stadium. So I'm going to see if I can find that and hang out and uh, make my presence known. Uh, I am a man of the people, or at least pretend to be, after all. So may see some of y'all there, uh, make up for not seeing y'all last night. Uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, currently on the road, on the tour, on the way to Nashville, so uh, I may see y'all before y'all get a chance to listen to this. Who knows? Um, but anyway, I think that'll wrap it up. Um, very scatterbrained, very uh, haphazard 901 FC post-game win report the next day, but I had time. I wasn't doing anything. I figured I might as well, right? So, just want to remind everybody, uh, I am your host, Lauren Stocker. You can find me on Twitter at LDoc93. You can find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod. You can find us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com, just search 901 Soccer, will pop right up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, keep listening. I hope to have a U.S. Men's National Team post-game victory podcast for you because I will definitely... I was emailing with my site editor this morning, and was we are trying to decide what kind of article we want to put up it's not going to be a match report because everybody's going to do a match report and once you've read one match report you've kind of read them all there's really not too much you can say so kicking around ideas on what to write for the u.s men's national team post game for world soccer talk but uh definitely going to have a post game podcast for the men's national team here on the 901 soccer podcast so keep your eyes peeled for that Thanks, everybody, again for listening, and talk to you soon.